Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the Daily DC Impeachment Watch, where we are keeping you up to date with all of the latest reporting and analysis regarding this historic investigation into President Donald Trump. In a few minutes, we'll be talking with Mike Shields, former chief of staff to the Republican National Committee and a current CNN political commentator. But right now, I'm joined by my colleague, CNN senior Washington correspondent, Jeff Zeleny. Welcome to the Daily DC Impeachment Watch, Jeff. Hey, David. Great to be here. We released a brand new poll here at CNN today, a poll conducted by SSRS uh, that shows a high watermark uh, thus far numerically in favor of impeachment and removal, which is how we asked the question. Fifty percent of Americans in this poll, Jeff, say that they are now in favor of impeachment and removal of the president. However, I think that the other thing this poll shows is that there is real partisan polarization setting into this conversation about impeachment in a really significant way, sort of where you sit politically is how you see this impeachment matter. What a surprise. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, there is 50 percent approval um, support for impeachment and removal. That means there's 50 percent um who believe that uh, the president should not be impeached? Well, forty-three percent. I think some are undecided in this poll. It's okay, fair enough. But the point is, there is a strong divide, and I think one, you know the significant thing is we have seen a growth, without question, for impeachment and removal. That largely um, is made up of independents and even some Democrats who initially were not sure of this. So I think we're what about a month in uh, to this impeachment inquiry when Speaker Pelosi, um, you know, abruptly said after a lot of other evidence came forward. Uh, phone calls, et cetera, that uh, the House Democrats would launch the impeachment inquiry. So I, I think what is probably the biggest surprise, it's moved a little bit, but you're right. Uh, partisan lines are hardening. You know, there's not some overwhelming um, support for impeachment and removal. So this just shows, I think we've seen over the last few weeks, the White House is, has been pushing back strenuously, the president hourly, sometimes even more than hourly. So how you view this is how you view uh, the Trump presidency. But uh, his approval rating is still in a pretty good position, given everything I think that's going on. Right. Not a good position historically. He's at 41 percent in this poll. I think compared to all of his modern day predecessors, only Carter was lower at this point in his presidency. But for for President Trump, he is holding steady. He's not taking on water in terms of approval as impeachment has unfolded. I think that's a totally a good point. I want you just mentioned the president is sort of hourly, daily and hourly pushing uh, back on impeachment. And one way he's doing that, of course, which I think is proving to be successful inside these poll numbers, if you look at them, uh, is to make sure that the Republicans are fully formed as a line of defense around him. I want you to hear what he said yesterday in the White House cabinet room to Republicans. Here's President Trump. The Republicans have to get tougher and fight. We have some that are great fighters, but they have to get tougher and fight because the Democrats are trying to hurt the Republican Party for the election, which is coming up. They don't have Mitt Romney in their midst. They don't have people like that. They stick together. You never see them break off. <laughs> it's like a backhanded compliment of the Democrats, I guess, from President Trump, that they don't have a Mitt Romney in their midst, Jeff. But what if, if you look inside that 41 percent approval number that we were just talking about, 90 percent of Republicans approve of the job the president is doing. When you hear him say, get tougher, he's fortifying his base of support. He absolutely is. And that's one of, I think, his biggest achievements since taking office, you know, uh, going on almost three years ago. Uh, the reality is he has uh, consolidated and commandeered, in some cases, the the uh, Republican Party, not just the you know very uh, conservative base of it, but across the board, 
of it. So if um, I think that that is something he you know is constantly mindful of, he's heading into you know an uncertain period, no doubt, and he wants to have Republicans behind him. And we can't divorce everything else that is happening. On the foreign policy front, particularly Syria, I mean, I, I can't recall a topic that has uh, divided Republicans so much with him, but yet overall, people are still sticking with him. And I think part of that is maybe the biggest reason is a fear factor. You talk to Republican senators privately or Republican chiefs of staffs privately or members of Congress, no one is thrilled with his tweeting, how he conducts himself, certainly the Syria foreign policy. But impeachment is one respect that is able to be seen in a more uh, partisan political lens. And with the election, you know, so close, uh, the 2020 election is already underway. People are, you know, it's easy to make this into a partisan argument here. So I think the president will continue um, urging Republicans to be uh, stronger here. Uh, Mitt Romney is on a bit of an island, at least in terms of Republicans speaking publicly. Are there some privately who talk a little bit more openly about um, impeachment? Sure. But uh, it's a pretty small number. Yeah. And it seems to me that that um, partisan fortification is the path to his success here. Because the more you see 90% approval among Republicans, the harder it is to see 20 Republicans in the Senate coming on board to vote to remove him from office. That just seems so far away from what the party uh, is interested in seeing. And so my question to you, Jeff, is doesn't this get exactly at why Nancy Pelosi was reluctant to move to impeachment to begin with? She said that this is something that has to be done with some bipartisan buy-in, that, that you know, yes, 50 percent of the country says impeach and remove. But if, if Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are not able to get some Republican buy-in, are they potentially going to suffer a political backlash here? Uh, that is the open question. And it certainly is possible that that um – would happen. And that was one of her reluctance at the very beginning. And if you think back to what kind of changes, it was the transcript released by the White House of the president of the United States, President Trump, talking to the Ukrainian president, asking for, um, you know, essentially information and asking for an investigation into the Bidens. Dig up some dirt on Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, uh, perhaps in exchange for uh, for funding, for aid. I mean, the facts are not really in dispute here. The facts have just been politicized. And I think the White House has done a you know, a pretty successful job in making this into another political fight that sounds like all the rest, like Mueller, like other things. So it is still incumbent on Democrats to make their case here. One of the challenges is, you know, there it has been a remarkable parade of witnesses, uh, you know, from this administration, from the State Department. They are testifying, but it is behind closed doors by and large. So there has not been a series of public hearings to make this case to the American public about, um, you know, why this is a different moment here. So the burden is still on the Democrats. And if you like fast forward my crystal ball, which, you know, we should be careful about uh, predictions in this business. Hard to imagine. For the record, I didn't ask for one. I'm glad you're offering okay, one. Okay. Har- hard to imagine him not getting impeached by the House because they have started down this road. Imagine if if they didn't, then the the uh, president would say, "Look, even these Democrats didn't impeach me." So he is almost eighty six percent of Democrats in this poll want to see him impeached and removed. From so office. they have to follow suit on that because they've started it. So hard to imagine him not getting impeached, and even harder to imagine the Senate convicting based on what we know right now. Um, so. And then what does that do going into 2020 with an impeached president? Um, It fires up the base for sure. 
Who knows about those voters in the middle? That's what this will all turn on. Yeah, that's the uncertain part you were talking about. The certain part may be the outcome of the impeachment process. The uncertain part, perhaps, is the impact there. Jeff, we have a lot more to talk through. We're going to bring in former RNC chief of staff Mike Shields. He's coming up right after this quick break. Welcome back to the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. I'm David Chalian. Jeff Zeleny is still here with me. And joining the conversation is former RNC Chief of Staff and CNN political commentator Mike Shields. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thanks for having me. Um, so uh, Jeff and I were just talking about uh, the CNN poll today. I'd love to get your take on what these numbers indicate to you. I don't think any president you would acknowledge would want to see 50 percent of Americans in favor of his impeachment and removal from office. Um, obviously, he has a groundswell of support among Republicans. Um, but uh, is Donald Trump's standing and uh, battle through this impeachment process and then on to the reelection only dependent upon Republican support? Or does he not need uh, to start bringing back some of the independents who were with him in 16? Yeah, look, I think uh, a few things about the poll. And I, I, I'm a political operative. So I look at this as someone who's reading polls and, and getting ready for campaigns and how you break them apart. And so this is a national poll. It's a poll of adults, which is what you have to do for something like this. Uh, I think that uh, when you start to look into more of the battleground areas and the areas that matter for impeachment, which is a political trial, the numbers are different. And uh, I work for House Republicans. They've done some internal polling, which has been released publicly, in the battleground districts. And these numbers are not the same there. And so if, you ha- or if you're a Democrat member of Congress who represents a Trump district, this is a real problem for you. And we know that's right because Nancy Pelosi was going to have a vote on impeachment last week and said, I need to check with my members, and then came back and said, we're not having a vote. And so to me, that's the ultimate political Even test. though more than a, a majority of uh – the House members, are, the overwhelming majority of our caucus are already on record saying they're in support of the impeachment. Right. But the, but, but, the, but the majority is made in those what you'd call majority maker districts, which are the ones that you were more in the middle. Sure. Uh, and in many areas where Trump carried the district and they are not in favor of impeachment. And so it puts those members in a really, really tough bind. And Nancy Pelosi won't have a vote on it. And so, uh, and so you have a combination of uh, hearings in secret with things being leaked out of them and a refusal to actually have a vote on impeachment. And that cuts against the impact of a poll like this because a a poll can be a snapshot, but it is not the long-term political ramifications that you read when you see how House Democrats are reacting to this. Mike, if I could ask you just really quickly about Speaker Pelosi's decision to not have a vote. A sigh of relief at all from any Republicans for not having to take a vote on this? Actually, not from me. uh, Any Republican uh, members of Congress... Uh, no, I don't, there might be. I don't know. There, there's been a one, couple? maybe one who came out this last week and said some things that I would consider Francis this whole issue. Rooney of right. Florida, yeah, but that's about as far as it goes. That's about as right. That's about as far as it goes. I think that uh, House Republicans are pretty in pretty in lockstep uh, on this issue. And in terms of wanting to win the House back, what they also see is they see their colleagues sweating across the aisle who don't want to have a vote on this. So, actually, Kevin McCarthy has been trying to put votes on the floor to sort of create impeachment votes. And Pelosi's been pushing back on that. She knows that that is bad for her members. But, Mike, in reality, there is going to be a vote. As Jeff was saying earlier, this is moving to voting out articles of impeachment. Nancy right. Pelosi is is not pulling back from that. So these members are all going to have to vote. So isn't 
Isn't this just a short-term sort of political rhetorical point about whether or not there's a vote or not? Because articles of impeachment are going to be on the floor of the House of Representatives. Yeah, I think it's unavoidable for the Democrats. I think Pelosi tried to stop this for months, and she finally had to give in to the left wing of her party and say, look, I'm going to have to do this. And so now what she's doing is telling those, we call them vulnerable members, the members in the tough seats, I'm going to try and get this down to one vote. So you can take the one vote and move on as opposed to a series of votes where every week you're building a record of, oh, my gosh, I want to impeach the president. The other, the other thing that we've seen in focus groups and in polling is that when you start to ask a little bit deeper questions, things like, is this the number one priority Congress should have or should they be working on things like health care, jobs, the economy and, and the environment and other things? Voters say, absolutely, we would rather them focus on other things. This is a distraction from what we hired them to do. We did not want send them there to impeach the president. Even, even voters who say, I think the president may have done something wrong and he should be investigated. When you ask them, but is that a priority they should be focused on? They say no. There's too much fighting in Washington. It's too partisan. They should actually be doing our work for us. Which I think is one of the reasons that every time Speaker Pelosi talks about impeachment, she starts a press conference with talking about, you know, if prescription drugs and other things. Obviously, impeachment is the Well, and last week she was almost complaining, like, hey, can we talk about something else? It's like, uh, Speaker Pelosi, I mean, (laughs) what are you talking about? You've you've made this world where this is the only thing that anyone talks about, and it really harms them. I mean, they've squandered the mandate. And the president helps with that because he only talks about this as well. Yeah, I mean, and I I think that speaks to what he sees. I mean, in in some ways, if you look, maybe maybe the way the history books will look at this is, the president knew the Democrats wanted to impeach him from the beginning. He was willing to trade that to get the Hunter Biden story injected into the 2020 election. And so if we were going through this, they're going to impeach him. He, I think he can see some political benefits to some of that, as much as he obviously wouldn't, would rather it not happen. And in the meantime, Joe Biden is still really damaged by all of this, and he continues to be, and he still well, hasn't really come up to a good answer to it. I think that's unclear how damaged Joe Biden is by this, because one thing that has happened is, yes, he takes a pummeling from the president and his allies every day, but his Democratic competitors, which is the show Joe Biden is in right now, uh, refuse to touch this. And uh, there could be a Democratic rallying effect around Biden. Well, but the thing about Joe Biden is you don't have to attack him because Joe Biden is his own attacker. I mean, Joe Biden's performance on the campaign trail is so poor that I think his opponents just sit back and go, I don't need to say anything. Just let's let him talk. And let's let him mangle how he handles things like this Hunter Biden thing. And the numbers start bearing that out. Elizabeth Warren is now leading him in many places. Pete Buttigieg is now starting to enter the fray and catch up to him. You know, my belief has always been that Joe Biden's high watermark was the day he got in because he's such a known quantity. And I think he's just a a poor candidate at handling things like this Hunter Biden. Yet the president is certainly obsessed with uh, talking about Joe Biden and everything else. So who knows? We'll find out. But David's right. I mean, he has to get through a primary. But I'm curious. You work for the uh, senatorial committee, the Republican senatorial committee committee as a consultant. Uh, There's one senator who is just a freshman senator, but boy, is he uh, the largest freshman senator we can think of, Mitt Romney from Utah. What effect does his um, strong opposition to what he's seeing in the White House have on other senators? Does it make it easier for Susan Collins or Cory Gardner or others to think more freely or... You know, I, I don't know. I, I I think everyone knows where Mitt is and, and his place in the party is before any of this happened. I think the more shocking thing was how aggressively he pursued the president's endorsement in his primary uh, when he wanted to be President Trump's best friend. That was actually out of character more than this is out of character. I think that everyone looks – when people say Mitt has broken with the president, I'm sort of like, when was he with him? Other than begging for his endorsement. Well, he also wanted to be a secretary of state at one point. He did, and it didn't work out. But my point is, uh, I think it's a difference to say you're breaking with the president would be someone who is a super Trump loyalist who went against him. We haven't seen it. Sure, but politically speaking, do you see any 
any damage for a sitting Republican senator like Susan Collins or Cory Gardner if they have to break with the president for their own political needs in their states for reelection. Is that allowed by this White House? Would that be recommended by you? Well, look, I, I you, know, you know the president's not going to be happy with that, and and he certainly makes his feelings known to the world. There's no secrets. The president tweets out what his feelings are politically about about folks like that. Look, I, I think that um, you haven't seen it yet, and they've had plenty of opportunities. And so I think all the details are out about the phone call. They've seen all the, the details of what's happening. And you still haven't really seen this sort of breaking or this group of senators that might decide to go the wrong way. It just hasn't really happened. You haven't seen any indication from Mitch McConnell that that's happening. So, uh, you know, once the House uh, impeaches, as we expect them to do, and it goes to the Senate is when you'll really see it. But it I just doesn't seem to be materializing anywhere there. I have one final quick question to you. The president's approval rating in our polls, 41 percent. Among independents, he's at 37 percent. Can the president get reelected with those numbers if those are his numbers on Election Day next year? Yes. Yes, I think the president can get reelected by losing the popular vote by a larger margin and still win the battleground states that he needs to win, especially because elections aren't referendums. They're not approval rating elections. They are contests between two candidates, and the Democrats are eventually going to nominate someone. And the field of candidates that are out there, when you look at how they play in the battleground states, quite often their agenda, their issue agenda in particular, doesn't work very well for them. And I think that the Trump campaign will do a very good job of of uh, making the voters aware of that before the election. I have no doubt. Jeff, before we go, just looking ahead to tomorrow, what should we keep our eye on in the impeachment story? One of the things I'm looking forward to in the Wednesday morning edition of the newspaper and, of course, on our podcast is what Bill Taylor said behind closed doors. He's not a household name yet, but he is the acting U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. And, of course, he is the subject of those text messages that really started to lay out some concern about uh, the foreign aid and is there a quid pro quo. So what Bill Taylor is saying um, is going to be certainly interesting. And he is someone who is not a disgruntled former employee. He's not someone who was fired by President Trump, which of which there is a long list of people who are testifying in this, in this administration. He wants to keep his job. He is a career diplomat. And he um, his testimony and his long questioning by the House committee will certainly be interesting in terms of what he has to uh, to offer. And then, of course, other witnesses uh, are, are lined up throughout the week. So, you know, the dribs and drabs of this taken together you know, present a full picture, but it's the burden on Democrats in the House committee to reveal that to the American public. Uh, Mike Shields, thank you so much. Jeff Zeleny, thank you for joining me on the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. And, and thanks to our listeners. We've got a new podcast every weeknight. So please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is. And while you're there, please leave us a rating or a comment. It really helps people find the show. We'll see you tomorrow. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.